Hey, good evening, Top Fans. It's Bill from Top Fan Rivalry with another clubhouse with another two fellas in the clubhouse with a team that we haven't talked about yet. So this is going to be exciting, especially coming on the, the back end of that Mets-Braves conversation that we had with Jackson and Ned and Sarah and Chris. So I want to invite Oscar and Brent into the clubhouse. Fellas, how are you doing this evening? Good, good. How you doing, Bill? Doing great. Go, fellas. <laughs> Brett's already getting into it. All right, you already know. For those of you that don't see this, if you see it on the, uh, if we post on the YouTube channel, you understand. But if you don't see this, Brett is wearing the the baby blue Phillies jersey that every one of us like closetly loves, right? And when we see it, we think of Mike Schmidt. Period. Right? I got it all for my Carlton jersey. There you go. So, fellas, uh, tell me a little bit about you. Obviously, your favorite team is the Phillies, but Brent, why don't you start off and then Oscar, tell me a little bit about you. What do you guys do? I know that I know that, that you've got some connections with the Phillies, so tell us about it. All right, well, you know, my name's Brent. I'm a lifelong Phillies fan. Um, as far as the pandemic crew goes, uh, I regularly attend many Phillies games, usually about 50 a year. Uh, I also attend most of their events, whether it be tree lightings, they have sales, they have like some called a winter caravan with some players. Um, very involved in the Phillies community, the Phillies collector community as well, which is actually where I met Oscar. I met Oscar through the Phillies collector community, and I didn't realize we lived right around the corner from We live in the same town. Um, so when we, when we found baseball was coming back during the uh, pandemic of 2020, they were doing a spring training part two um, at Citizens Bank Park, and then we have um, another park, uh, Franklin's – what's it? FDR uh, Park, FDR Park, uh, they were doing their spring training there. So I was like, I'm going to go over and check it out, see what's going on. Um, FDR Park's fields are just like high school baseball fields and balls are just flying over. And there was like a Phillies guy sitting there. I was like, can I uh, have one of these? And he's like, yeah, sure. Help yourself, man. So I, have, I actually have a couple baseballs from that time. So I went back over to the stadium and I saw Oscar over there. Yeah, you know, we just got chatting, you know, and I said, well, go to FDR Park, you know, check this out. And we realized that you could see from um, the gate in Ashburn. Now, if you're familiar with Citizens Bank Park, it's kind of like center field. Um, there's, it's, there's like a gate there, but they only use for exiting. But we kind of see the balls come. And we're like, you know what, this would be cool, man. Let's come on opening day. We'll just sit outside the gate. We'll just hang out, listen to the radio, have a beer or whatever, you know. Just, you know, just a one-off sort of thing. Like, oh, yeah, yeah, let's do that. And actually, Oscar, if you want to take over from there, Oscar actually snuck out a game before I was on vacation. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So what we did was we just we congregated outside of Citizen Bank Park. And just like how Brett was explaining it, if you ever been to uh, the Giant Stadium, like when you walk the outside, you see the like a fence where you can see inside. But we, we get a better view in Citizen Bank Park. There's only one gate. Um, so if you were looking at the gate, you had three sections. And on the if you were looking at Citizen Bank Park on the right side, you can see like the home plate to third base and a bit of left field. And then in the middle, uh, you have Ashburn Alley statue, like kind of like in the way. Uh, and then on the third gate, if you ever been to Ashburn Alley, there's two televisions out there. Um, so after going out there to, to watch games, you know, the Phillies were nice enough to keep the televisions on for us. 
so we can watch play. Um, and then as we were congregating out there, there were more and more people coming. You know, people started to bring ladders. And then if you were a ladder guy, which I, I kind of wasn't, Brett was more like a ladder guy. You can see a lot more other field, so you can you can see hits. Um, you know, you, you can hear the that crowd pump noise, which in Philly we didn't need that because you had us, you had the Fandemic crew. But as we were growing, you know, the I believe it was the Marlins that came into town. Um, hey Brett, was that right before their outbreak? Yeah, that was we the first series. That was the very first uh, series. Yeah, so very first series, we were out there, and I guess the Marlins heard us, like heard our noise. So the next game, they brought like an air raid horn, and they were winding that up. So, you know, the Phillies' uh, office would come down to the gate to make sure um, that we were okay out there. Um, I, I work for a big box retail store, so right around this time, COVID was at its height. And, you know, the world was scared. So what I did was implement what we did in my big box warehouse and implement it out there at the Citizen Bank Park where we had hand sanitizers like zipped to the, to the gate. Uh, we provided face masks. We had boxes of face masks for everybody. Like that was kind of like the rule, like, hey, you know, this is not political. This is just all fans just wanting to watch baseball. And let's just follow the guidelines, you know? So we had face masks, hand sanitizer. We even drew like X's on the floor with chalk so everybody can respect their six feet. And then we just enjoyed baseball. And then um, then we got the Yankees to come into town. <laughs> I, I remember one of the uh, the Phillies executives coming down was like, hey, you know, you, you guys, you guys got to make more noise or whatever. And um, as he was walking away, he said, yeah, you guys should come up with a, you know, a name for yourselves. So we, listen, if you know the, the history of the Philly fans, Philly fans always had great groups. Um, we, we, we always had, I mean, starting back from Connie Mack Stadium, you know, having the Allen Alleys and then the Wolf Pack. Um, what else, Brett, we had out there? Well, we had all kinds of them. We had like the Padilla Flotilla for Vincente Padilla. We had the Duck Pod for Brand Duckworth. Remember Pat Burrell's girls? Yeah. But wait, you forgot an important part, though. So the Marlins had a crank horn. We okay. hear all the time. You're like, like one of those like old air raid horns. And I just had this bell that somebody gave me, this cowbell on a handle. And it said, like, ring bell for beer or some bullshit on it. And yeah. uh, so I had that. We were banging that. And, like, you know, it wasn't that loud. You know, that's and that's, so that's where that started, where we get into our next part. Oscar Fisher name part, though. Oh, so we're at the Yankees right now, right? Yeah. Well, actually, yeah, yeah. Yeah, so Yankees come into town. And so, again, one of the executives like, hey, you guys should come up with a name for yourself. And he's saying it as he's walking away. So, like, me and Brett, we looked at each other. My fiance's there. We're like, you know, we are we, we kind of already knew something special was happening. Like, we really didn't want, need them to say it, but we kind of knew. We just didn't have a name for ourselves yet. So we're, like, brainstorming. We're coming up with these names that I'm pretty embarrassed of saying it right now, so I'm not going to say it. But... We said, you know what, let's forget about it. Let's go home, think about it. And I'm riding back home and my fiance comes up with Fandemic Crew. Well, she came up with Fandemic and we knew we wanted to use Crew with a K uh, in honor of Bryce Harper's son. So we stuck those words to 
those two words together. I called Brett. Uh, actually, I texted Brett like, hey, what do you think about this? Brett said, I love it. Let's go with it. So we we were going to set it. So, Brett, real quick, refresh my memory. The outbreak happened, right? And we actually, had about it. Yeah, actually, all this happened with the name and everything after the Marlins series because then the outbreak happened, then the Yankees series happened. So when the Yankees came to town, we were mobilized. We were ready to go. At the time, there was only about five or ten of us. But we were sort of like, you know, it started to grow a little bit. Like, I don't think we had even had, like, social media then. So it was just kind of like through what we knew. People wanted to see baseball. Yeah. So people would just kind of walk by and be like, yeah, what are you guys doing? Like, yeah, we're watching the game. And, like, you know, we had a dude dressed like Waldo and a guy with a chicken mask and, like, you know, stuff like that. So, like, people were sort of like, what's going on over here? This looks interesting. And uh, kind of going back to what Oscar said, I'm a teacher, so I'm used to managing and working with people. So, like, if you showed up, if we didn't know you already, what's up? I'm Brett. That's Oscar over there. Make sure you wear a mask. You know, if you need anything, let us know. Uh, we brought trash bags. So if you have trash, please don't leave it laying around. Because in all honesty, the Phillies could have kicked us out at any time. Yeah, right. The Phillies could have been like, yo, psh, you know, beat it, get out. But they didn't. They were cool about it. They, they enjoyed having us there because it was almost like a home field advantage. There was a clip right. somewhere of Bryce Harper talking about something about MLB Network. He was and involved. he's saying just as much like, hey, it's great. It's like almost like we have fans here. So anyway, so the Yankees come to town. And uh, back in the day, we used to use air horns. But you're not allowed to bring them in the stadium anymore. Right. And we were like, let's get air horns. So we got these air horns and like, you know, we're blowing. I'm like having a good time. And all of a sudden we blow the air horns and Oscar was like, yo, Brett, I think they're talking about us. And I was like, what are you talking about? He's like, Gerardi, not Gerardi, um, Aaron Boone's over there complaining and pointing up at us. And I'm like, yeah, whatever. And one of the other guys there was like, yo, it's on Twitter. He is complaining about us with the air horns and stuff. So they were saying <laughs> we were blowing it when the guy was batting. And for the record, we did do it one time when the guy was batting just as a joke when, when Stan was batting. And that's actually what they complained about. Um, and after that, it just took off. Like, we were on the map because they were talking about us being out there, and they started showing us on TV. And around that time, we decided we should get some shirts or something made. And Oscar came up with a brilliant idea of, like, yeah, let's let's sell shirts and give the money to charity. And so we uh, that's what we did. We teamed up with a local artist. Uh, he designed a logo, not the one Oscar has on now. That's a, that's a different one we, we made with the Phillies and Foco. But uh, we, um, we, we had him sell shirts and stuff for us. And we raised about $16,000 off of that campaign alone. Nice. Well, meanwhile, we're growing. Now, we used to always like to say we had 50 people there because that was the limit in Philly at the time for outdoor gatherings. But really, we had like 150, 200 people out there most nights. And uh, the, the Phillies, uh, the same executive, this dude, uh, Howard Smith, was like, come here, I want to talk to you guys. And we, we talked to him. We knew Howard, so we didn't think anything was bad, you know. And there was two people there, and he's like, this is, um, this is Francie and uh, Milton. It's, it's John Milton's daughter. And they, you know, she wants to talk to you. She had her husband with, them, with her, and they decided to make a bobblehead for us. And also those proceeds go to charity, and the first Bible had sold out in like an hour or two. And then the second one, uh, yeah, actually the second one's still available. That's the second one. But uh, all said and done, we raised about 40 grand for charity. Nice. And then, you know, the next year when this season started, they had us in. We were the first fans in. We, you know, we've had an opportunity to do lots of great things with the Phillies and hopefully continue it. Well, definitely continue this year. Hopefully continue it many years in the future. Nice. I love it, fellas. There's nothing better than doing stuff that can benefit charities. 
And I, you know, I, there's some stuff I'll tell you guys about offline that, that top fan rivalry does to help um, local baseball teams, actually baseball teams throughout the country, high school baseball teams. But I got to tell you, every time you mention the, the Philly fanatic, right. As a Dodger fan, what do you think my mind goes to? Tommy Lasorda. That's right. He's a local guy, by the way. He's like, he's from the Philadelphia yeah. area. He's a local guy. We love Tom. Yeah, we always love Tom. Even that, that was going on, it was like the uh, Fanatic needed that foil. Like, I'm yeah. a big pro wrestling fan. The Fanatic needed that heel that he needed to, like, you know, go yeah. against. Yep. I, I, I knew it was a local boy, but it's just so funny because, you know, the three of us on here, we're, we're about the same age bracket. And so, um, so we remember – it's, every time you Google funny moments in the MLB, that that clip always comes up. Tommy Lasorda and the fanatic. Hey, yeah. Bill. Tom, yeah. Tommy probably the first one to ever have the fanatic head off of the off of the costume. Like if you go back to that clip, you it was this close to coming off. So, yeah, yep. great yep. clip. It's great. Clip. Yeah, back then I thought the fanatic was real. That would have ruined my childhood. <laughs> <laughs> I thought he really lived at the vet. Uh oh, uh oh. All right, so fellas, so uh, Brent, you or Brett, you left or let off with this question. So I'm gonna question number two. I'm gonna send it over to Oscar first. Oscar, tell me how you became a Philly fan. Was it a childhood thing? Was it a something uh, something that came up over time? And then Brent, I'm gonna take it over to you for that. After that, yeah. So um, I'm I'm a Philadelphia sports fan. Um, okay. You know, five, five for five. I, I recently just became five for five. We, so we, you know, our, our friends down the river, uh, the Sons of Ben and the Philadelphia Union, which is a soccer team. Um, but growing up, it's always been four for four. Um, my, my grandmom had tw 20 kids. So I, I had 13 uncles. And, and to answer your question, I, I didn't have a choice. It was either, you know, you are an Eagles fan. You're a Phillies fan. Flyers, Sixers, and, and that's it. There's, there's, there's no question about it. So or you're out of the family. Was this? Right. Or you're out of the family. Or you're out of the family, yeah. So th th that's how I became a Philadelphia uh, sports fan. Um, so now with baseball, I think in my family, I'm the most passionate about baseball. I mean, they're Philly fans, but, um, you know, I'm, I'm – it's it's in my blood, Phillies baseball. I just can't, you know. I've been to Eagles games, I've been to Sixers game, but there's nothing that compares to that first time going to Veterans Stadium and 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 just going through that tunnel and then seeing that field and you know and the environment. Everybody's just like family. It, it just felt like home. So yeah, that's that's how I became a Phillies fan and a, and a Philadelphia sports fan. Right. Yeah, my story is actually very similar to Oscar. I mean, my uh, my dad actually is a huge Phillies fan, and he's been his whole life. He's been a season ticket holder since, like, 70, 71. I think the first year of the vet was his first year, and he's still a season ticket holder. So we always went to a lot of games, and um, sometimes he, he would, like, bring us, and, like, we just sit elsewhere, run around, whatever. It was a vet. Where are we going, you know? <laughs> you know? <laughs> What are you gonna do? What are you gonna do with like three, three rambunctious boys? You're gonna return them in ten seconds. But you know, he would also bring us all the events. I have a picture right over there of uh, me and Kevin Gross. Actually, he played for the Dodgers yeah. at one point. But I have a picture. I'm about eight years old. You know, it was like an event, and you know, we'd go and um, you know. So as I 
you know, as I became a teenager, like I said, being so close to the city and the public transit, we just take the speed line over. And back in the day, if you bought these special hot dogs, they had free tickets in them. So we buy the hot dogs and open them up and throw the hot dogs out and give the ticket. And the one day my friend gave the whole hot dog thing to her. And I'm like, ah, don't give me that hot dog thing. You take it out. Ah, what am I supposed to do with these hot dogs? Ah. But, uh, you know, so it's just part of life, you know. And then, like, when I, you know, as I, you know, as I grew um, into adulthood and professionally and had some more expendable income, you know, I was able to, you know, increase the collection and, um, you know, really get into it a lot more. To me, Phillies are family, you know. I mean, it's, 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 I have a lot of friends that I met through there. All my families, my son, he's 18. He's that kid. He does like none of the Philly sports teams, except for the Phillies. He likes the Phillies. Okay. That, that's the only Philly sports team he likes. So, <laughs> you know, I, at least I pass that down to him. My wife, I have a lamp over there. She made in like ninth or seventh or eighth grade. She made like a lamp out of a, 93 Phillies Coke can, you know, it's just, it's just what it is. It's my lifestyle. You know, fellas, the one thing that I love about doing these interviews and, and these podcasts into a person. Okay. And I interviewed a 21 year old today who lives in, in uh, Arizona, but he's a Giants fan. He, but he's a Giants fan because his grandmother was a huge Giants fan. And that's what she taught to a person, it always goes back to family. That's what I love about baseball. It's it's America's favorite pastime because it represents family. Oscar, you're talking about your your uncles. Brett, you're talking about you know your family with your dad. I mean, I can tell you stories about my you know my dad and and taking me to games too. It always goes back to family. And is there anything better? Right. I mean, at the end of the day, we have a tough day at work or whatever. Right. We come home, we grab something out of the refrigerator, we pop on a game and we hang out with family. Does it get any better than that? Does it yeah, get better? Nah. Yeah. You know, and, and, and a lot of times I'm sure you've developed a family within like um, we've gotten real close with the people that work there, like security ushers. And uh, the one of the ushers, he's um, handicapped because he had to have a special van and, a, you know, just got old and broke and needed a new one. You know, so we joined together with the with the, the people that worked there, the ushers, security. We had a little fundraiser for him and, you know, got, got the money he needed to, you know, get his vehicle, you know, where it needed to be so he could be an active member. You know, it's it's more than just like your, uh, you know, your family family, your blood family, but you also get your Phillies family or for you a Dodgers family and, you know, a bigger baseball family too, you know. I mean, I have people I know that live in other parts of the country and they may not necessarily be Phillies fans, but we can still talk baseball. You know, yeah. we can still talk about, you know, the history of the game and the current state of the game. Yeah. And that's what I like. I mean, there's so many things going on and we won't talk about them here, but there's so many things going on in life right now to be able to have just that. I mean, tell me, fellas, April 7th, how, you know, you got to be looking forward to it, right? Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I've already taken the day off. I, I manage a group of people and I've already told them, leave me alone. Do not call me that day. Because from sunup to sundown, there's baseball someplace, and I will be in front of a TV watching that baseball game. Hey, my my, listen, I've been at my job uh, 17 years, and uh, everyone knows in that building. I usually take the week off, <laughs> yeah, you know I mean, just to get it, get the ball rolling. Um, yeah, yeah, miss it. Miss it. 2017, after the Astros beat the Dodgers, and whether or not they cheated or not, whatever, but. Um, I took a couple of days off. I mean, that, that one hurt, right? 
because you just you get there and then it's all of a sudden oh, it's bring down to you. But we can talk about that another time. Brett, your turn. Here we go. You lead us off. Favorite MLB player uh, retired and present. Well, I'm gonna start with the present, and I have to go Bryce Harper, and here's why. Like Oscar stated, we're five for five. You know, we follow all Philly's team, Philadelphia teams, including we have, you know, we we have a lacrosse team, you know, we have college uh, sports. Bryce Harper is the first big name to ever commit the majority of his prime to us. Like he didn't sign a five-year deal. He signed a 13-year deal. He said, this is my spot and this is where I'm staying. And as a fan, that means everything. Because sort of like all these years, you know, like the Dodgers, you guys are signing all these people. It's like, why aren't we signing anybody? To have Bryce Harper say, yeah, you are, you're, this, is our, this is my team. This is where I'm going to raise my family. This is where we're going to be. That meant the world to me. Um, you know, growing up, um, I, I'll go a non-Philly this one. Growing up, my name's Brett. My favorite player was George Brett. I had the glove. I, I did his batting stance, lean on the back leg, you know. Um, and back then, we got New York uh, TV, like Channel 11 showed Yankees games. So when the Royals came to town and played the Yankees, like that was a big one on my um, – you know, that was a big one circled on my calendar. You know, there's so many players like Carlos Ruiz. He was like, it's kind of hard because guys retire, so you got to pick up new ones. Carlos Ruiz was my favorite for a long time. When I was a younger kid, I liked Kevin Gross, and I know people are going to laugh, but Steve Jelts. I don't know why. I just like Steve Jelts a lot. And he uh, actually, he's back in the area. He, he gives my niece uh, hitting lessons for softball, Steve Jelts. <laughs> nice. Nice. You got Michael Jack Schmidt, right? Well, of course, oh, yeah. I love Michael Jack Smith, but that's the low hanging fruit. Everybody loved him. That's, that exactly. That's, that's low hanging fruit. Oscar, what you got for me? Oh uh, man, currently uh, Reese Hoskins, my guy. Um, I, I, I love everything about him. Uh, just the way he came up too, because you just had when when he was coming up, you had Tommy Joseph too coming up, playing the same position, and you know the Phillies had a decision what you know what to do. You know what I mean? what guy we're going with. And, you know, I think they made the right choice there. But Reese, uh, on and off the field, is a stand-up guy, man. Um, he, when he, when he hits well, it's kind of like how, like Jimmy Rollins was in, in, in the their prime right there in 2007, 2006. Like, if Jimmy was doing well, the team was doing well. And that's kind of like where Reese and Reese has a good game that, you know, he kind of puts the team on his back and nothing against Bryce Harper. Bryce is the same way, but you know, Reese is my guy and um, retired um, Jimmy Rollins uh, all the way. This guy's been Oregon. He came up the foreign system, went through all the bad times, won a championship with us, uh, was the voice of, of, of that championship team. Team to um, beat. Yeah, the team to beat. Yeah. So that would be a good conversation with that rival uh, podcast. Yeah, there it goes. Um, yeah. and and another another uh, retired uh baseball player um that wasn't a Philly was uh Omar Visquel. Um I don't know what it was, man. As a kid, the, the shortstop position was always like the sexy position for me, man. It was just they were like ballerinas, you know what I mean. You, you would see those plays, and, and it just amazed me. So Omar Visquel, Jimmy Rollins, uh, those guys, you know, big part of my, my me being a fan of baseball. We, we just had a discussion. We just had a podcast that dropped, um, gosh, a week and a half ago, two weeks ago. It was called The Hall of Fame versus The Hall of Very Good. 
right? And um, Jimmy Rollins was brought up about being a Hall of Famer. Is he a Hall of Famer? Does he classify as that Hall of Very Good? And, uh, not, hey, listen, you don't want to argue with me, man. He's a Hall of Famer. Yeah. yeah you know, to be honest, now, now that Oscar mentioned, I'm like, oh, why didn't I say Rollins? Because he was like, yeah, he was another one, you know, that just – he always loved this city. I was sad to see him go to your Dodgers and the White Sox. I would have liked to see them, uh, you know. Hey, just real quick, man. Look, second round pick for the Phillies in 1996. Mm-hmm. In years in Major League Baseball, two two thousand four hundred and fifty five hits, yep. two hundred and fifty one home runs, four hundred and seventy stolen bases. MVP in two thousand seven, Sil- Silver Slugger, four time Golden Glove. Like this guy, mm-hmm. <laughs> he's amazing. He is amazing, and, and I'm glad I was able to witness um, his 2007 series, I mean, his season in 2007. It was just amazing. So we got we got two Phillies over here in L.A. Both of them, I, you know, as a Dodger fan, every time we played you guys, I hated these two guys because you guys, it was like they, they played. Did I see you guys have Velasquez the other day? What's that? I think you guys got Vince Velasquez, didn't you? Yeah. Yeah, but the, these two guys always lit us up. And then when they came to the Dodgers, it was just fun to watch. Um, but that's Jimmy Rollins, mm-hmm. right? Good. And who, who do you think the other one is? Probably Utley. Heads up. Utley. Yeah, heads up on that slide at second base there, Mets. But, I mean, yeah. he, he, you know, Utley, he kind of became a fan favorite out here. He mentored a lot of the young Dodgers. Um, Kiki Hernandez, Kiki Silver, the Silver Fox with uh, what the hell was that guy? Who was that? Kiki Hernandez. Yeah, Kiki yeah. Hernandez. That was good. Yeah. I like that. Calls him Pops, right? And yeah, it yeah. just, I mean, both of those guys played the game right. And the reason why they were so tough to watch as Dodgers when they were Phillies is because Jimmy Rollins, Chase Utley, uh, Dustin Pedroia, even you can throw that name in there. These are guys that just lace them up. You don't hear about them off the field. Right. They don't do any stupid stuff. And, you know, they're going to give you one hundred and fifteen percent. They may not be the biggest guys on the team. They may not be the strongest guys on the team. They may not be the smartest guys on the team, but they're going to give you one hundred and ten percent. And their one hundred and ten percent is better than a lot of guys. One hundred and fifty percent. And so I just I mean, guys like that, I, I can't even argue with you guys on this one. This was fantastic. I mean, you guys had those great guys over there. And those are great players that you guys mentioned, uh, both past and present. Um, you guys got a great core over there right now. It's going to be interesting to see how you guys match up with the Mets and the Braves. You know, again, if the Braves don't bring back Freddie Freeman, that helps you a little bit. Um, if the the Braves, I mean, if the depends on how the Mets pitching staff, you know, goes, but they've got some good arms now, and so that National League East is going to be fun to watch. It's going to be. Uh, a and I got I have a theory for that. So here's what I'm thinking. Yep. So you're talking about Rizzo earlier. Um, so Chris Bryant and Bryce Harper are like best friends. They grew up together. Their wives are right. good friends and everything. And Harper made it very clear that he wants Bryant here. Yo, Rizzo, Schwarber, Bryant, they're all coming to the Phillies. All three of them are going to get reunited back in the Phillies. We're going to have a 2016 hey, World Series reunion out there. Where are you going to put uh, uh, Hoskins at, man, with those three coming in? D.H. Look, look, so quick, I forgot about that. Yeah, well, Brian, Brian could play third base in the outfield. Schwarber yeah. played in the outfield. Rizzo, he's played – he used to play, what, second base once in a while. I remember one year he played enough games at second base he got eligible in fantasy because in the shift <laughs> they'd switch him and switch his glove. 
So yeah. Rizzo was eligible at second base of fancy baseball one year just as a result of like playing like, you know, 10 innings, 10 plays at the uh, position. So we'll put him at second base. I got that with JT last year. Eligible was- for. Yeah. The, um, yeah, you guys, it, it'll be very, very like the thing that sucks about us on the West Coast is anytime the Yankees and Red Sox are playing or anytime the Phillies, Mets, um, or Braves are playing anybody, that's your Sunday night baseball. Like the Dodgers could be a hundred and oh and going for their hundred and first win in a row and they ain't playing on Sunday baseball, but the Phillies are playing the Marlins. You guys got Sunday night baseball. Drives me nuts. But I love I mean, you know, it is what it is. That's awesome. That's awesome. You guys got a lot of history back there. Let's talk ballparks, fellas. Let's talk ballparks. Um, And I'm gonna leave you with a thought on the Hall of Very Good. And I want you guys to think about this. Maybe we'll talk about it offline. Um but I was interviewing a, a Giants fan recently. It was a Giants-Dodgers rivalry. Two cousins. <laughs> and uh, and uh, the, the female cousin said, you know, she's a Giants fan. I said, is Buster Posey a first ballot Hall of Famer? And she says, absolutely. Do you guys agree that Buster Posey is a first ballot Hall of Famer? I don't know, man. Somebody didn't vote for Babe Ruth at some point. So the Hall of Fame, man, that's a, they need to change that whole vote system. You never know. He probably belongs there just because of the position he played. At the length of time he was able to do it at that position. Mm-hmm. Uh, first ballot, who knows, man? You can never tell those writers. He can get 100% of the votes or 5% of the votes, and neither would be surprising. You know? He's another one now. He's a good guy, so the writers probably like him, so he'll probably do well in the voting. Uh, what the do you guy, think? The, the guy played the game, right? Championships, solid mm-hmm. behind. I think everybody's beef with him is, you know, the, the rules changing because oh. of the – but uh, that's all. That's all you hear when his name comes up. Like, oh, he screwed up the game. But you never hear like, oh, that guy sucks and he's not a good player. You know what I mean? So, right. no. So I th- you- I- go ahead. I'm sorry, Oscar. Go ahead. No, no. I was just agreeing that I think he is a Hall of Famer. So here's what's interesting: the Dodger fan threw this out, and I had to look it up and and look it up after we're done. But he says if if uh, or if. Uh, um, if Buster Posey is a first ballot Hall of Famer, then uh, Thurman Munson needs to be a Hall of Famer too. And Did he played enough what? seasons though. Did he play ten seasons? He played eleven seasons, and his numbers are are better than Buster Posey's in a lot of categories. He's got more hits hey, than I, him. You know, it's. I, I, I was shocked. Should be in. I was shocked. I'm like, wait a second, wait a second, wait a second. But you know, that's something for you guys to look at. You know, Oscar, I know you like numbers, yeah. so. Yeah, so I'll look in the, and again, like how I brought up Omar Vizquel is like, you know, his numbers should be in the Hall of Fame. But again, we don't want to go into it. But like the off the field incidents and the allegations and stuff, I think that's what holds him back. But man, you talking about what he did in between those lines? Yeah. Come on. Hall Bring of Fame. It. You know what I mean? Yeah, but yeah, exactly. I got to dig into those numbers now. I, I want to see. I'm, I'm curious. Oscar, you're going to have yeah. to send me a message after, you know, after you look at it, because it. There's a couple of, of numbers where Posey's better. Uh, Posey has, I think, 20 more home runs than, but he played a year longer than than Thurman did. But Thurman has more hits, and so there's a lot. Like they're almost identical lines. It's just crazy. But that's a topic for another one. I mean, we got. You know what though? I feel. You know what though? I feel like Thurman Munson should be in there. Like uh, Tony Oliva, he's just getting this year. If you look at his numbers. That dude was like him and Rod Crew were like the same player for like about a decade on the Twins, but 
his career was only 10 years, Tony Oliva. So happy to see him going in. So, I mean, when you look at it, right, Thurman Munson, captain of the Yankees, two-time World Series champion. Um, he, I think he won an MVP. And of that time frame that he played of that 11 years, nobody was going to mess with him, right? You know, you, you want to – he's going to block the play. You try to run him over, that's fine. Go ahead and try to run him over. He's going to hold on to the ball, though. And so it's, it's interesting when you look at numbers, you know, versus how they look at – that things so Oscar enjoy that research that's gonna be a fun one for you to do. <laughs> I'll do, I'll do all right let's talk ballparks uh Oscar where have you been I've uh been to see I've never been to the west coast okay and when I arrived in San Francisco is because my fiance was uh at the time she was in the military and she was based out there so this is like when FaceTime first came out I was like yo go over there and you know walk around the ballpark and you know I got to experience that but I've never been to the West Coast. We were planning to do the West Coast uh, 2020 in San Diego, but then COVID happened. Uh, I've been I've been as far as Midwest, St. Louis, Cincinnati, uh, Chicago. I've never been um, further than Tampa Bay. Um, I've never been to Marlins, even though they're in our division. But I've been all the way up here, Yankee Stadium, Fenway, pretty much you know the right side of the coast. And what's your bucket list? You got two or three stadiums as a bucket list. Where are you going? Uh, again, uh, Dodger Stadium, uh, the Giants. Um, what's another another one I, I wanted to go to? Petco, San Diego. Yeah, San Diego. Yeah, that, just the West Coast, man. I just got to make it a thing and, and get out there, you know, and, and meet good people like you and maybe link up with you and watch a Dodger game and have a Dodger dog, finally have a Dodger dog, and you know. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. You make it in town, you let me know, we'll get tickets. <laughs> you know it. Vice versa, you come over here, you're going to get the best cheesesteak. There, there you go, and it ain't, it ain't Gino's or Pat's, that's for sure. You guys got some place that you know of. Yeah, yeah, we, we got, yeah. I, I, grew, I went to high school with a kid that was from Philly. He moved out here his freshman year, and I asked him, Gino's or Pat's, I texted him when I was going out there, and he goes, stop being a tourist, go over to such and such. It was some some like pizza place, but he's like, it's in a rough neighborhood. Go there during the day. Tell him I sent you. will be fine. And I'm like, oh, never mind. I might get lost. I'm going to end up in some place I don't want to be. Some of the best, the best food in the United States is going to be in rough areas, but you know, it, sometimes it's worth that, you know, that bullet wound to stab wound. There you go. There you go. <laughs> I was Brett, <laughs> Brett uh, where have you been? Uh, I mean, I've been to a lot, you know, like we were talking about families earlier. When I used to go on vacations as a kid, we would hit whatever ballpark was there, whether it was major, minor league. I mean, you know, I've been to, you know, Boston, both Yankee stadiums, both uh, Mets stadiums. Uh, I've been to the old Cleveland one, the old uh, Jacob Schiller one. What was, yeah. yeah, I think it was called. Actually, I was there the night when Mahal threw the no-hitter. My dad was so pissed. He was supposed to be there, and he had never seen a no-hitter. And all time, like, you know, no-hitter, of course, not when I'm not there. And, and so he gave the tickets to his secretary. And when he came back, she gave him the ticket. He had he ended up getting it signed some years later. Um, I've been to you know Baltimore. I have I've never been down to uh, uh, any of the Florida stadiums, but I have been to the West Coast. And I went to San Diego. I went to Petco, which was really great. I went to Anaheim. I wanted to go to LA um, to see the Dodgers, but they were out of town that day because I was going to like, yeah, maybe I'll do both because how often am I out here? Bucket uh, list. I mean, I want to see them all. You know, I, I really want to see all the ballparks at some point. But right now, 
I could choose one, it would definitely be Kauffman Stadium. I've never been there. Um, I, the Royals are my AL team. You know, if the Phillies are out of it or not doing anything, I, was, I still root for the Royals. Um, I mean, I just enjoy baseball, you know. I mean, I just enjoy, like, going to games. I just enjoy watching it. So, I mean, I'll go to any stadium, major league, minor league, independent, whatever. Well, it doesn't matter. Hoffman's on my uh, radar screen, too. I've been to a couple of stadiums that you guys may not. So, Oakland Coliseum, not yeah, built for baseball. There. Not built for baseball. It's it's horrific. Uh, if you get down to Tampa Bay, you what's that, Oscar? Oh, no, no. I was going to say, I always hear, like, nightmares about the Oakland A's, but I still want to go because of the history back in Philadelphia. Yeah. Like, their travels yeah. all the West Coast. Like, I just want to experience it. I want to see this trashy stadium that everybody talks about. And Listen, I, you got to experience it, Oscar, but it's not it, – like, after you've done it, you're going to go, done it, done. Okay. Uh, is I this mean, the last this year is, for that stadium, or they got two more years? It is the uh, last two year. More. Oh, two more? Okay. I think yeah. two more, yeah. 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 Um, and at some point, whether it's um, whether it's the Marlins or the A's or um, the Diamondbacks, at some point we're going to have a Las Vegas team. Yeah, I'm hearing the A's on that, especially with, like, hockey and football uh, thriving out there. Yep. So you, hey, Bill, you were going to say Tampa? You've been to Tampa? I have. It's, have you been there? Yeah, I've been there. One of the strangest ballparks. I was there when they were playing the Yankees. One of the last series that Mariano Rivera pitched in, right before he retired. It was a day game, and poor Brett Gardner kept losing balls in the. It, it was a daytime game, and you look up into that that what I'll call the trash dome, right? You're, I mean, Oscar, how easy is it to lose a ball up in that thing? Be glad well, you're it, not playing. In right? TV, so so far, but when you're there, you're just like, what's going on here? Like, why are we watching here? Is they gonna hit that thing? I mean, that's that's not, dude, yeah. and not even friendly. Like when you're walking around the concourse, it's like a prison. Like yeah. there's no, it doesn't make there's no opening to watch the game as you're like buying a hot dog or anything. No, it's terrible. It's terrible. It's it's the worst baseball park I've ever been to. Wait until you go to Oakland. You'll you'll change your mind. Yeah. <laughs> the, the good thing, good thing about being there was I had to uh, conversation with uh, Todd Callis, which is the oldest son of Harry Callis, and he was. He saw the Philly hat and he came right down from his booth and just started talking, you know, and again, expressing how much we love this father and everything. So I, I, that was a great time. That's a great moment in that ballpark. There you go. So, fellas, as we're wrapping it up, uh, Brett, you're, you're last on, on cue here. What are you looking forward to most on, in 2020? Or 2022, I'm sorry. Are you looking, let's not do 2020, 2020 again, fellas. I look forward to no COVID in 2020. Have a yeah. normal type year with no with no oddness. Uh, just being back in the stadium, to be honest, with you, it's 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 been a while, you know. And there's some people that you know we have very close friendships with that, like you know, we haven't seen as much as I'd like to in the off season. So it's gonna be good to see everybody, you know, our fellow crewmates plus the people that work there. Um, I, I'm just curious to see how the Phillies are gonna shake out. You know, see what's gonna go on with it. We, we did some road trips last year, and we had some road trips in the works that kind of got put on hold a little bit because of the uh, lockout. But, you know, we're still going to do some road trips. So I'm hoping to check off a couple more stadiums. You know, I'm hoping to maybe, you know, see – maybe I'll get out the coffee. We were going to go to St. Louis. I don't know if we still are or not, but at one point St. Louis was on there, and there was talk about staying out there. Um, you know, just, just in general, we have some new announcers. The Phillies have some new announcers. We lost that. Uh, Kevin Franzen, who we really like, but we have a couple other guys coming in. 
We have uh, Kevin Stocker and Chad Durbin and uh, Eric. Eric Kretz. I feel like there's one more. Who was the fourth one? Michael Bourne. Who? Michael Bourne. Yeah, Michael Bourne. So, like, you know, I'm just kind of looking forward to how it works out. You know, I want to see who we who we add, what pieces do we add. You know, I said earlier about the three former Cubs, which may or may not happen, but we, we, we need to add pieces. And also some of the events and some of the things that the Phillies used to have, they really haven't had the past two years. So I'm hoping some of the uh, events open back up again. Love it. Love it. Oscar, what about you? (laughs) But I want, that's the ultimate goal. Um, I always go in uh, with a glass half full. Um, Opening day is always, we're going to win the world series until 62 and 0. Yeah, and, and and that's that's the goal. But again, like what Brett was saying, just to piggyback off, off of that, um, all the relationships that we we built in 2020, and even be, beyond that, just to see those those people again, it's family. When I tell you it's a real family, it's family. So that that's what you know. I miss the most. That's what I'm looking forward to. Uh, to grow the pandemic crew. Um, you know, we do. You know, we love baseball. That's number one. We we do things in our community. Um, and we just invite everybody in. Every, you know, it, like Brett said, if you you know you're not an asshole and you love baseball, like you're part of the crew, and, and, and that's what we do. Yeah, I love it. I'm, I got to tell you, fellas, I'm looking forward just to being back in the ballpark, not having to show a card to get in, and just hanging out with the fellas. Right? You know, if I'm in Philly, I'm hanging out with you guys, watching a game. You know, it's three hours of my time that it's just it's fun. Right. It, you know, there's enough of the world that stresses over stuff that we can't fix in one day anyways. But baseball is something that we can just do a little bit better and, and relax. And it's it's awesome to watch guys that have been blessed so well with talent. I mean, Omar Vesquel, you mentioned Omar Vesquel, talented to like top tier levels and not the biggest guy on the crew. That's for sure. But definitely the guy that played the game right. Right. So, fellas, I have so appreciated having you in the clubhouse. Top fans, as you listen to this, um, this is the pandemic crew. Follow them on Instagram, man. They got some great stuff. And as you heard, they do a lot of fun stuff that they do giveaways and stuff like that. Reach out to them, um, you know, talk to them, whatever. The Oscar and, and Brent have been very approachable uh, for top fan. And and this is the beginning of a great relationship. Uh, as we put this up on Top Fan, feel free to send us a comment. If we've missed something, you want to talk about something when we put it up on Instagram, let us know. We're, we're adults. We can handle it. But tell us how we did. We always love uh, always love your positive feedback and, and even those that, that have something else. So, Oscar, Brent, can I have you back again sometime soon? Well, do. Yeah, Can't absolutely. Wait. Yeah. yeah, definitely. We're always looking to spread the message. Yeah, follow us on all our socials. And if you're coming out to the stadium, we don't care where you're from, hit us up. Instagram or Twitter, you can come sit up with us. We'll take care of you. I'm the Beautiful. Philly. Beautiful. Well, fellas, it's been great. Fans. <laughs> it's been great. We're going to sign off. But top fans, I've loved having these two guys on. And we'll get them back on again, either during the predictions time or an NL East time or to talk maybe about some Hall of Famers. I know Oscar is going to be. As soon as we're done with this, you know, he's got some research about that Thurman Munson thing. So, anyways, we're signing off now, top fans. Thank you so much, Brett. Oscar, thanks for being in the clubhouse. Appreciate it. Thanks. Thanks for having us.